well, welcome to Shaken and Disturbed, everyone. As always, I am Darren Carp, and that mellifluous voice you hear Hello. is John Thrasher. Hey, Johnny boy. Hello, it's me. Adele's uh, coming. She has. It's coming. She's, she's here. Coming. Actually, this is coming out on a Sunday, so by the time you're listening to this, Adele has arrived again. I just so excited for that. Me There's too. a lot of things that I'm excited about. Um, mm-hmm. First off, John, I wanted to say congratulations to you right oh. up top for getting your first on-screen <laughs> credit. Thank uh, you. That's yes. right. Thanks. It was, um, yeah, a lot of people, I don't know who knows, like, what we do, like, when we're not podcasting, by the way. <laughs> I mean, like, great question you for know, a lot of people. Yeah. Great question for me. That's a good question for no, my parents. No, it is. And thank you. I For people that don't know, I work at a production company. And this week, it was crazy. Darren and I, our lives collided mm-hmm. outside of this podcast because uh, there was a special on Investigation Discovery about Gabby Petito. The production company where I work brought me on as a researcher first and then a segment producer, actually. And so I had been working on this special like around the clock for the last basically two and a half weeks and got my first credit. But that wasn't even I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. Let me just say let me just say, though, you worked so hard that we almost weren't going to be able to record. I know. Because you were doing your thing. I was doing my (laughs) thing. And so the fact that we could do all of that, I think, is just very impressive. Absolutely. I mean, thank you. And, And it's been it's been very difficult to find time after work to record because I've been working after work as well um but you know listen my little name is one thing but darren congratulations to you for those who don't know darren was a panelist on the special that i was working on so darren congrats to you that was really exciting yeah idea has been just so so wonderful so i just wanted to shout them out they've been great but thanks to everybody who watched if you haven't watched i believe it's still on discovery plus for like the next month but it's super informative and, you know, John Walsh is on it. There's a lot of good stuff. So definitely check that out when you can. Yeah, for sure. And it's a really interesting case in that it's continuing. Brian Laundry, as of this recording, is still uh, on the on the run. So we don't know where or what information, where he is or what information he has. So there may even be more updates. And we'll, of course, give them to you here on the show. Yes, absolutely. So one other quick thing. Um, for those of you who love our Patreon live streams... We have got a date for you. That's right. We are back. Our Patreon live stream this month will be spooky. (laughs) Spooky. I don't Um, really know how else to do that. That's fine. I like it like that. Yeah. October 27th. Mark your calendars. It's a Wednesday, I believe, at 8 p.m. It's a spooky Halloween live stream just for our Patreon fans, but you have to make sure you're subscribed to the Disturbed, Truly Disturbed, or Super Fan Tiers to get that invite. Darren. Come dressed up. Yeah. We're going to be dressed up. And there's going to be games. There's going to be prizes. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be spooky. Are you going to dress I, up? I, we hadn't have, had a chance to actually talk about that. I'm going to maybe I'm gonna maybe dress up, I think. I'm going to dress up. Yeah. I'm going to dress up. Should we dress up no, as I'm each gonna... other or something else? Oh, hilarious. I don't have gay enough clothing. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, what? Just... I could probably dress up as you, but I don't know. I'm not, like, I don't have anything that would. Could you? Do you, oh my God, do you own yeah. all black? Are you kidding me? Like, that's all that's in my closet. Okay. All so I need good. is a cute little, like, kind of bob wig. Right, um, right. And I, I need... need your, like, swirly-whirly, which will be good. Like, your swirly-whirly hair when it gets my long. My hair, yeah. Cute. <laughs> yeah, your swirly-whirly. We can and... make it work. Maybe, let's think on that, because maybe we want to be something else. I don't know. You know we'll think I mean? on it. Think I do have it. other outfits here. So okay, just, we'll just think about it. So just something to consider. Um, okay, 
I want to get into this week's case, but first yeah. I just want to say, are oh my we God. drinking apple pie yeah, today? I'm not drinking. What's going on? Today I'm not drinking because I have tennis right after we're done recording. But I will say there was an update because one of our listeners last week had told me that Aldi, which is a, um, what is it, like a grocery store chain here yeah. in the, in the yeah. U.S., they carry this apple pie Baileys, apparently. This is turning into the like great apple pie problem of 2021. It's Applegate. It's Applegate. Applegate. Yes, even yes. better. I love that name. Um, but it turns out, even before I had a chance to go to Aldi, my friend Julie, who Darren um, visited us at our one of our last live shows for Martinis and Murder last yes. year. She's a, f- a friend of mine who lives here in town. She actually commented right away. She was like, I live down the street from John, and um, our Aldi's does not carry alcohol. Wow. And I okay, just so loved... she, was, she, was, she was backing you up. She was backing me up, and I love that she knew that. She was like, I check there all the time. They don't have alcohol. That, sh- that tells you a lot about Julie, but um, in a good way. Right. Or your friendship. Or my friendship. That's right. So I don't have it yet, but I think I'm going to get – I'm getting closer. Someone else told me that Target carries it, which I didn't even know Target carried – alcohol so that's a surprise um i'm gonna get it before the end of this month like i just can't live without it so but today i am not drinking anything alcoholic i'm going sober what are you drinking i'm sobs today as well um i have to have to maintain my focus i have a lot more work to do tonight so unfortunately i can't be imbibing this early but uh by the way yes i just want to say by the way come to our patreon live stream if you aren't signed up yet because i I completely plan on it being like a halloween party and getting drunk with you and it'll be debauch yeah of course complete debauchery You guys are always commenting on how great my skin looks in person and on our live streams. Well, I do owe a lot of it to good genetics, but also to Thrive Cosmetics. All Thrive Cosmetics products are formulated without parabens, sulfates, and thylates. Thrive Cosmetics never tests on animals. They're Leaping Bunny and PETA certified as 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which, as you know, are things that are very near and dear to my heart personally. So two products that I have been absolutely obsessed with. The first one is the Defying Gravity Eye Lifting Cream. I put it on every night before I go to bed. My skin feels so refreshed around my eyes. I don't wake up with any like scratchiness around my eyes. It feels so insanely amazing. And also, I pair that with the Overnight Sensation Brightening Sleep Mask. This moisturizes your face like you've never seen before. I wake up feeling refreshed. My skin feels already so glowing. Honestly, I highly recommend these products in tandem. And you know what? For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. You know, women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. This is obviously so unique and inspiring, which is a huge reason we wanted to support them here on our show. Thrive products are the best I've ever used, and their Bigger Than Beauty mission is truly inspiring. You're going to love them as much as I do. Visit thrivecosmetics.com shaken for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer, people. You can only get here. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash shaken for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash shaken. All right. Well, in the spirit of Halloween, uh, we've got a rather spooky episode for you guys today. That's right. Um, in December of 1803. You know it's going to be spooky Ooh. if we're just talking about the 1800s, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, An alarming number of villagers in Hammersmith, which is a small village outside of London, claim to be terrorized by a ghost. 
right away I'm interested because London, Spice Girls, I'm in my happy place. Ghosts. You're also like live in a place that could be haunted Absolutely. by ghosts. Absolutely. So yes. like this could be you. This is all for me. Um, they all saw this ghost as a bodiless apparition. Uh, covered in a white shroud. Now, this is what you would typically, you know, this is the stereotype of a ghost. Have you ever seen mm. a ghost? Do you ever claim to have seen Never. one? No. Never. Never. Me either. One. And I will say this. I have, I'm very into my third eye, so to speak. I have a lot mm-hmm. of weird things going on, even just dreams and things like that. In fact, listen to the latest NMR on our Patreon where I talk about an insane, another insane psychic experience. Psychic. Yeah. Ooh, you definitely want to get that in. Yeah. Yeah. Check that not out. Not my radishes for not sure. Not my, check out not my radishes on our Patreon. Um, yeah. So, but I have never seen a ghost either, at least not to my knowledge. A lot of weird things have like fallen or moved around me, but never like an actual person apparition. Interesting. But anyway, the villagers claimed that the ghosts often confronted travelers wandering the area, sometimes going so far as to physically attack them. That's never good. Now, you know, I've talked about this haunted house, Darren, a lot, not to go off on a tangent about every single detail so far. But my haunted house I live in, a lot of my family won't come here because they are worried. Because of the hauntedness? Yeah, like they think that it's negative, but I feel like I have a very strong sense for that and that it's not negative. Um, it's not some, it never has felt like something's going to attack me or haunt me, you know, or anything right. like that. So I just wanted to put that out there in the world. Um, cause a lot of people ask me frankly on, about my haunted house, like on Instagram, like I get DMS all the time about it. So I feel like I needed to address and make a statement. I am safe. So. Well, thank God. Because <laughs> thank God I that. know that my hope is to come back as a ghost and haunt your ass. Yeah. You need to come okay. here, actually, sometime. I think you would really find it interesting. Come take a road trip and visit Johnny Boy. Anyway. I would love that. Well, it was known in town that this ghost appeared as soon as the church bell struck 1 a.m. every night. And that, quote, the specter seemed to flit along the fields adjacent to Black Lion Lane, end quote. Some okay. So that's interesting. It's sort of like this, you know, it must have some sort of routine. Maybe it's at work all day. It's done feeding the kids. It put the kids to bed. 1 a.m. is when this ghost appears and starts terrorizing everybody. Well, some townspeople believe that the ghost was uh, the ghost to be the lost soul of one of their neighbors who had committed suicide by slitting his own throat the year before the ghost started appearing. Many townsfolk were absolutely petrified of this ghost. One night, a servant named Thomas Groom had a run-in with the ghost and recounted his experience. He said, quote, I was going through the churchyard between 8 and 9 o'clock with my jacket under my arm and my hands in my pocket when some person came from behind a tombstone, which there are four square in the yard behind me, and caught me fast by the throat with both hands and held me fast. My fellow servant, who was going on before, by the way, these this is like such an old-timey quote, I will, you know, like every single syllable is like out of some old novel um Mm -hmm. who was going on before hearing me scuffing asked what was the matter then whatever it was gave me a twist round and i saw nothing i gave a bit of a push out with my fist and felt something soft like a great coat end quote just you talking like that is so like i know is so like a night before Christmas. I know, I know. Not a creature was stirring. Sure, like I was like, I, I was really waiting. Like me, yeah. it, it gave me a twist round and I, I saw nothing. The scuffling. That's what I mean. Like uh, it doesn't it feel like an old novel of some kind? 
I like yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm not sure. Like, I think you're just describing this, like, whatever, apparition. I guess yeah. that's kind of what we're describing in a way. Yeah. Um, as soft. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of this time my friend was like, oh, my God, a bat ran into my hand. I was like, what do you mean a bat ran into <laughs> your hand? She was like, I was sitting there on the park, and she's like, a bat flew by and hit my hand. I was like, ew, what did it feel like? And she was like, soft. And I've just never been able to get it out of my head. That is really gross, actually. So I, I love that the initial description was a bat ran into my hand as if it were, were had legs and was running through well, a field. All I'm saying is perhaps this great coat of a ghost <laughs> yes. might be a bat. That's just true. It could be a bat. And by the way, let me just say something. Um, the first line of this was I was going through the churchyard between eight and nine o'clock. Um can you think of anybody who would be like walking through a churchyard at eight and nine o'clock with near tombstones and things like that? It just every part of this just feels spooky. Yeah. But anyway, no, I mean, I, I agree. I yeah. Agree. But anyway, there was another instance of the driver of a large wagon pulled by eight horses. Now, wait a minute. Is this Santa Claus carrying 16 passengers <laughs> being so frightened by the ghost one night that he stopped his wagon and ran away on foot? Leaving the wagon, horses, and passengers behind. I know this sounds crazy. No, let's get and into this it. And this is, or I'm just saying, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think that, like, okay, there's a driver being pulled by eight horses, 16 passengers. I mean, this is like a party carriage. This is a party bus turned, but this in is a, a carriage. This yeah. is Oregon Trail, but the party version. But the version party version, it. yeah. And gets so freaked out that, like, just leaves. Like, wouldn't you think the horses would be freaked out? Like, wouldn't you think mm. that, like, the horses, because they're like, seeing shit that maybe we can't see i don't know no i know that's well first of all those things are called thestrals and if you're a harry potter fan you know what i'm talking about Um, thestrals yes in harry potter thestrals are these winged horse skeletons i'm out okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) these are the sleepy hollow whatever the fuck in a sense but you can only it's a really fun it's not fun but it's an interesting detail in the books is you can only see the thestrals if you've seen a dead body so it's really interesting. Like you'll see in the movie, like the Thestrals are carrying a wagon, but you see it from different perspectives. That sometimes you see them and sometimes you don't, and it's based on which character is kind of in that scene um, uh-huh. and if they've seen a dead body, and it kind of gives away some of the some of the details. So you got to get into Harry Potter, Darren. I think that's one thing we can take away from our October episodes. You got to get into it. Fascinating. I know, okay. fascinating. But to answer your question, though, I do think I I try to. Th- put myself into the mindset of somebody who lived in what is this early 1800s because to you and I as people born in the 80s 1980s living in 2021 um is it 20 oh my god I just had to stop and think if it was 2021 um you know we have a different kind of filter for what would spook us? What would be in the churchyard at nine o'clock? You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different time with different explanations for things, I guess you could well, say. Well, there's also, like, technology right. glitches, too, that happen now that, like, aren't happening then. I mean, listen, yeah, totally. like, eight horses, 16 passengers, you don't have to tell me what a nightmare looks like. Like, totally. this is a nightmare. No, this, this is, is a nightmare. This is Santa Claus with his with his reindeer horses and, like, 16 elves delivering packages. That's just it's what's It's Nightmare around. Before Christmas. It is. is That's exactly what This it is. is the story. What if we told an entire story and it ended <laughs> it up literally just being the plot to Nightmare Before Christmas and we were like, got ya! Wait, we you should know? do that, though. Anyway. Um... I like it. Well, a third report of a pregnant woman crossing paths with a tall white figure like Jack Skellington as she walked near the churchyard at night. So 
Um, you know, lots of very spooky details here, and, and the reports, I feel like, just get a little bit weirder and weirder. Uh, well, yes, let me let me extrapolate on some of these sure. weirder and weirder things. Um, well, or also, like, tall white figure. Jack Skellington. Like, I mean... Jesus, maybe also. I mean, I don't know. Like, this could be like a religious thing, too, that could people be. are experiencing. Could be. I don't know. Well, according to reports, the ghost rose out of one of the tombstones oh my God. and grabbed the woman as she tried to flee. Okay, the resurrection of Jesus? Jesus? Yeah, maybe this is Jesus? Jesus? Maybe this isn't. No. Um, he, so the woman fainted and yeah. was discovered several hours later by neighbors who escorted her home and helped her to bed. This woman's fucking pregnant, by the way. Yeah. Okay? She wasn't discovered for several hours after fainting. Yeah. And the woman was later reported to have died of fright. Now listen, Eventually, yes. I just want to say, dying of I fright. I almost think it's pro- I almost think it's possible. I think it's possible yeah, to die of a broken so? heart, and I think it's possible oh. to die of fright. Oh, okay, interesting. I mean, do you think those are medical conditions, though? Or, yeah? I don't. I think it's okay. like... I think it's like it could be a heart attack that was kind of brought oh, on by fright. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. a broken heart could be like utter depression where you just don't and like stress. take care of yourself. But yeah, that's yeah. really the heart of it as opposed to like you're Got prone it. to having that. Okay, that so, makes sense. Uh, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. It's not really medical. It's just kind of like my <laughs> right. belief that like, you know, people do die of broken hearts. It's so, a anyway. manner versus cause of death, frankly. Correct. Got it. Correct. Well, eventually some villagers decided that the ghost was, you know, likely just a townsperson who was wandering around in a sheet. Trying to scare people. So they think it's a real person now. Yes, you would do this. Yeah. Right. It feels a little odd that it would be a real person who was trying to, like, grab a pregnant woman rising from a tombstone, but I digress. Yeah, yeah. Groups of armed men started patrolling the streets of the town, hoping to catch the ghost. Unfortunately, the village had so many paths throughout it that it was impossible for every entrance and exit to be covered. Mm -hmm. However, one patrol member once claimed to have seen the ghost one evening and that the phantom was nothing more than a man covered in a large sheet or tablecloth that was removed during pursuit. The culprit was not caught. Well, and also you have to think, too, how much, I mean, we don't know, we're not in this community, but how much of this is turning into maybe, you know, lore? Folklore. Yeah, and and pranks and things like that. Yeah, right. Well, right. It's like having a copycat. You know, once someone thinks someone's going out throughout, but, you know. Yeah. On the the evening of January 3rd, 1804, after weeks of town-wide ghost hunting, a bricklayer named Thomas Millwood left his home in Hammersmith. Now, bricklayer clothing at the time was, like, kind of traditionally all white, mm, right? Remember okay. we mentioned that tall white figure? Right. But it was all white. As such, Thomas was dressed in a pair of white pants, a white waistcoat, a white apron, and white shoes. Exact stereotype of what I think of, like, a painter sure. be painting in. Or, um, you know, frankly, someone who would play tennis at Wimbledon, because you're only allowed to wear white on the courts of it's Wimbledon. It's one or the other. It's one of It's, it's a bricklayer, it, it's Wimbledon, It could or be Serena Williams. We're not sure yet. We're going to get to We the don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Although... I have a feeling that if I saw Serena Williams as a ghost, I don't know if anyone could die of fright outside of just general excitement. Excitement, we'll yeah, see. like you'd want to talk I to don't her. know. Yeah. Well, his clothing was noticed as either being brand new or impeccably laundered. Oh, okay. So obviously pristine. Right. And Thomas's work uniform, as clean as it was, had the unfortunate downside of appearing very similar to a ghost <laughs> uniform. In fact, on two previous occasions, Thomas had actually been mistaken for a ghost, which makes me just I know. wonder about a lot. And like, I God know. bless... 
that people were able to like entertain themselves <laughs> like this well, where they just see a person dressed in all white they're like oh my god are you a ghost that must like, be a ghost that's real that's real entertainment that's well that's real, what i was saying it's like it's you, childlike yeah you and i if we were to think if we ever actually saw ghosts i think we would describe it as a translucent figure maybe in a photo I, mean, I don't know i've never seen one i feel like yeah, that's, that's true that's like being like i feel like if i saw an alien it'd be green it's like we don't right, know that. exactly like, and so like all of that was created it's just you know? funny like the way you put it though it's like you see someone in a sheet and you're like oh my god are you a ghost <laughs> like right like right like if i see you it'd be like oh my god like that's so mean to say to somebody who's super super pale Right, that's true too. That's like true Alab- too. like Anderson Cooper, because Andy always oh says God, that Anderson so Cooper white. has like alabaster skin because oh it's yeah. just so white. Imagine just me going up to Anderson Cooper, and be like, "Hey, Anderson, excuse um, me. I know we've had, a- excuse me, excuse me, excuse I know me. we've had a lot of conversations. Excuse me, um, excuse me, are you a ghost? Like, could you imagine oh my that conversation? Well, anyway. anyways, it's again another example of the time and. Uh, the, the entertainment world. value in yeah. this. Yes, of course. Well, Thomas's family was very vocal about his need to change his appearance when he was outside. They were suggesting he put on a coat to avoid this mistake again, especially with the armed ghost hunters around. That's right. Like, people are not playing around. They don't want to be spooked anymore. So now we've got people that are armed. What they think they're going to do to a ghost with a gun? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um. I. You know. I, I'm not. I'm still not really clear if they think ghosts are physical things or if they are translucent. Well, right, like, you know what I mean? Well, right. And like, why would a ghost be all like a white uh, figure? Like, wouldn't a ghost actually represent? Like, I don't. It's a lot. It's a lot. Well, it's a lot. As Thomas was walking down Black Lion Lane on January 3rd, he was mistaken once again for the ghost for what would be the last time. A customs officer named Francis Smith was out patrolling the streets hunting for the ghost when he saw a figure dressed in white. Francis had become frustrated with the lack of success the neighborhood watches had experienced with ghost capture and had gone out uh, alone, basically, to hunt. And, like, I'm sorry to interrupt, and no. I know you probably said this, but, like, why are we shooting an That's apparition? That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, why? Just. Wh- I mean, what, maybe. The... We need, you know what we need to do? What's we that? need to call Ghostbusters. Call the Ghostbusters? That's right. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Um, maybe the Ghostbusters were created on this story. Who really knows? But. It's unclear. Francis, however, is a Ghostbuster and stated that he called twice out to the figure he saw asking, who are you and what are you, but did not get a response. He's like, yo, I'm a bricklayer. My name's Tony. Right. I might, yeah, yeah, right. As the figure continued approaching him, still not answering his calls, Francis became frightened, convinced this was the ghost coming to attack him, and he got so scared that he fired his gun at the approaching figure. Unfortunately, his target was not a ghost, but it was Thomas Millwood, dressed in his white bricklayer's clothing. I, I also don't know why, if this is like kind of late at night, and yeah. they're, you know, walking down Black Lion Lane. Why, if someone's, like, yelling, who are you and what are you, and has a gun on them, why is Thomas not saying anything? Yeah, that's the weird, I don't I don't know about that. So maybe this like, is Like, even a if ghost. he was just, like, hey, just walking on my job. Right, like, right. That is, know? because I'll be honest, if something like that were happening to me and I felt my life was being threatened, you know, you do have to sort of I defend yourself. Say 
something. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, when Francis realized he had actually shot a man and not a ghost, he came. Ex- he became extremely distressed and ran to get help. Thomas was taken to the Black Lion Inn, but it was too late. He had already succumbed to the gunshot wound. Francis was, of course, arrested and was apparently very compliant with the authorities who detained him. Thomas's body was examined by the town coroner who determined that the cause of death was from a single gunshot wound that entered Thomas's mouth and exited through the back of his neck. Ugh, that's kind of like a disturbing detail in and of itself. Uh, Also, what a... I mean, not to be crass here, but like that seems like a... Hard like shot. shot. Yeah, I Yeah, agree. like yeah. through his mouth, it Oof. seems. You know what I mean? Totally. Well, the coroner's inquest at the time was very similar to a modern-day investigation and involved obtaining evidence and testimony about the events of the evening and assuming there were witnesses, right? You know, people probably saw this going on. Everyone's out looking for a ghost, so... Well, I mean, maybe this. maybe we should do this for our Halloween Zoom. Maybe. And we all go on a little ghost hunting. Ghost anyway. hunt. Yeah, a little ghost hunt. Well, witnesses stated that the night of January 3rd was particularly dark and gloomy, and the limited light made it extremely difficult to see anything, including a person who may have been on the other side of the lane. Right, because... You know, I was... Go ahead. Sorry, I was actually thinking of this, because yeah. I don't... Because there was no cars... Right. right. So it wasn't like there's just like you can see, you know, it's a car kind of driving on the side of the road, maybe through the With woods, you get some stuff. light. Yeah. You know, they didn't have electricity. So there's no like street lamps. Oh my you God. Know? Yeah, so I didn't probably even think about that. So what they had was just probably flame. Yeah, candles, I right? Yeah. Candles and torches. So wait, I mean, 1804, when was electricity? Right. Let, let me ask Alexa. Alexa, when was electricity like invented? Or something. Yeah, you know. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Alexa, stop. Yeah. She, okay. Well, unhelpful. okay. Keep One going. of the first practical uses yeah. of electricity was in Dover, England in 1858. Got it. Okay. So there we go. So then even we're... if, even if there was like natural, I mean, obviously there's lightning and shit like that, but like there was no, right. there was nothing outside. Right. There was no infrastructure. Really had, like, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so. Uh, Francis had a number of character witnesses who came forward to speak on his behalf, telling the courts that Francis had always been known as a gentle, mild-mannered person who went out ghost hunting with only good intentions, which is, you know what, potentially believable. I mean, this guy's going out on his own because he's frustrated of not protecting the neighborhood. Sure. There could be well intentions there, good intentions there. I agree. These... These character witnesses assured investigators that Francis had no intent to harm anyone and that he had become so frightened and upset at the thought of being accosted by the ghost that he had acted to protect himself in the heat of the moment. It does also beg the question, what do these people think is going to happen to them with a ghost? You know what I mean? Like, do they think the right, ghost like, is... Right, like, why is it scary? Although, you know, the pregnant woman... Well, that's you know, true. That. Yeah, you're right. But I always do. I always kind of like that. You know, no matter what, even aliens. Like everyone's here yeah. for a bad reason. It's like, <laughs> right. why is that the case? I'm not sure that's the case. I think it's just a human thing. You know. But anyway. I think so. People are shit. <laughs> so the coroner found that Francis's action was quote-unquote, a rash act of willful murder. Mm. And Francis was sent to, to trial at the Old Bailey. During Bailey's. his trial, Francis was... Ba- Bailey's? But hopefully new Bailey's, not old Bailey's. Uh, apple pie Bailey's. Apple pie Bailey's. Yeah. Uh, during his trial, Francis was very forthcoming and admitted openly to killing Thomas. However, he pled not guilty to the murder charge, claiming that the shooting was a case of mistaken identity. He did not intend to shoot a man. He intended to shoot a ghost. Are hmm. you following this? Yeah, I'm okay. following. 
I I hope this didn't set precedent because I could just see now being serial killers being like I well, I thought the I girl know. was just a ghost. Well, yeah. Now the three presiding trial judges gave the following jury instruction. However disgusted the jury might feel in their own minds with the abominable person guilty of this misdemeanor hmm. of terrifying the neighborhood, still the prisoner had no right to construe such misdemeanor into a capital offense or to conclude that a man dressed in white was a ghost. <laughs> in this case, there was a deliberate carrying of a loaded gun, yeah. which the prisoner concluded he was entitled to fire, but which he really was not, and he did fire it with a rashness, which the law does not excuse. In all the circumstances of the case, no man is allowed to kill another man rashly. Hmm. After deliberating, the jury came back with a verdict that Francis was, in fact, guilty of manslaughter. I mean, there's a lot of interesting... Which isn't murder one. Which isn't murder one. That's right. We're, we're about to get to that. That's true. Because, just FYI, the main difference between murder and manslaughter is malice, a forethought. An intent. Yeah, right, an exactly. intent or a guilty intent. mental state, essentially. So, you know, very generally, murder requires intent. You have to actively want to kill that person you're killing. So, for example, right. Darren wants to kill me, so she buys a gun and she shoots me. With right. manslaughter, there's no active intent to kill. So that would be like if Darren is texting while driving and accidentally hits me with her car. Her actions are clearly uh, the direct cause of my death, but she didn't mean to kill me. And I hope I'm not uh, predicting my own future here. Either way, whether it be murder or manslaughter, Darren, I hope you just, you know. Well, just know that if I was going to kill you, yeah. it wouldn't be quick. Okay, that's good to so know. So I'm not confident a gun would oh, be the dear. way I'd go, but that's just, just something. All right, you heard it here, yeah. guys. Everyone, <laughs> you, keep an eye you out. Literally, have a recording of me saying this. So <laughs> also, I yes. feel like, by the way, we are not, you know, legal advisors. We're not lawyers, but I think Lord, it is no. a good time to say a little. Uh, public statement here don't text and drive guys okay darren how many times have i voice memoed you in the last several months because i don't text i always make sure i voice memo you if i'm thinking of something and i need to tell tell you tell everybody a lot, a lot. um yeah. you love doing that but i will say in defense of john because john's like this pickleball maven after work apparently every day yeah, i yeah. had like an apple watch like meltdown two weeks ago <laughs> and i immediately like voice memo john a two minute thing That's and i was right. like why isn't he getting back to me i was like john my apple watch and you were like um I'm in a tournament right now, so <laughs> you could just give me a minute to like listen. And I was like, John, John, help what's me. going and on? Were, do I need to do this? And oddly, he actually fixed the fucking. I was going to say, was what a, happened which to, was to amazing. that? I honestly something? think you were right that okay. it was like the Bluetooth just kept mm, trying to connect because okay. something happened that morning. Because I, mm. I remember thinking like, oh, it's not connecting to like when I put on my um, Spotify yeah. or podcast or something. So Got I it. think you were right because now it's fine. Anyway. Guys, see, we don't just talk murder. Voice we're, memo. We're, we're here for each other in so many different ways outside we're, of the show. We're, we're tech support That's also. absolutely true, and I love it. I love yes. that I'm that person yes. for you. Well, absolutely. back to this case. The judges overseeing the case refused to accept the verdict, actually, stating that the law did not allow the jury to reduce the crime from murder to manslaughter. By the way, everything that was said, as you read it, Darren, by the way, about... Um, you know, listen, you you walk out with a loaded gun and shoot somebody, that doesn't give you the right simply to shoot somebody. I mean, I kind of get that. Right. Um, I mean, and you're also like setting yourself up to be scared from the ghost, so your first reaction <laughs> right. is going to do that. Like, 
your first reaction should never be to pull out a gun unless, of course, you're being robbed or something like that or, you know, your life's being threatened. Well, the first but, thing you should do is pull out that little Ghostbuster trap and trap the ghost. Like, obviously, right. that's what you're meant to be doing. You got to call the right people. You got to call the right people. The jury was instructed to go back and reconsider their verdict and to return with either a guilty verdict or an acquittal on the murder charge. The judges reason that uh, the judge reason that even if the victim had been the Hammersmith ghost, the crimes committed by the ghost, okay, would have only amounted to the misdemeanor crime of nuisance, which would not have been worthy of capital punishment. Well, that's good well, since like, it's a ghost. Yes, yeah, so that's good because the ghost presumably already dead. Right. So, and you how know, do you like try death a penalty ghost? Is not how do you try a ghost? How do you keep a ghost in jail? <laughs> How, how do you do that? How do you, keep a dro- how do you keep a ghost behind bars when it can simply walk through them? But it's a good point. It is a good a point. It's Green- a misdemeanor crime of nuisance. So there, that's a good point. I love this episode. Okay, well, the yeah, jury eventually one. returned with a guilty verdict, and the judges pronounced that Francis would be sentenced to death by hanging. Terrible. After which time his body would be sent to a medical school to be dissected. There was a great deal of public interest in Francis's murder case, and according to reports, he, quote, commanded the sympathy of every spectator uh, while sentencing was passed. He's got um, mine. I mean, frankly, yeah. I think that that's... I mean, obviously a man died. That's horrible. Of course. I just don't think another man needs to die. Yeah. Well, because the public was so sympathetic to the defendant, Lord Chief Baron informed the jury that he would report the case to the Crown rather than condemn Francis immediately to death. Now, that's very interesting. The Crown being, of course, you know, the the, the British... English court. Yeah, the English court, exactly. So, But, you know, I mean, I, I do think he... Again, a, a person died, and it's horrible. But obviously, like, the intention of it... I don't think Francis is a murderer. No. Do you know what I mean? I think he accidentally killed somebody. And it's like, you, and, you do have to look, you know, in modern times, at least. Like, I think about, you know, people that accidentally kill people. Like, what are their sentences, you know? Like, yeah. it's a sad reality that a lot of them, unfortunately, do serve time. Because it is still technically homicide. Well, honestly, um, the funny the funny thing is is that I, I'm rewatching or I rewatched Ally McBeal, which is from the '90s <laughs> okay. and early 2000s, and it's about you know every week it's like they're a law, law firm and it's a comedy, you know, so yeah. the cases are kind of funny. And one time, in this fictitious case, this guy was on trial for murder because he thought his wife was a soccer ball and kicked her in the head and killed her. Oh, dear. And Which is horrible, right? And, you know, the, the whole lawyer, the law firm's like, listen, dude, like, you killed your wife. Like, we're not going to, it's hard to convince the jury that you thought it was a soccer ball. Like, very right. hard to do that. But it turns out that the guy had a brain, um, you know, tumor on his brain, which was pushing on it. I don't know if you've ever heard of um, the book by, what is it, Oliver, Oliver Sacks, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. Mm-mm. No, um, but there is a there is a very rare neurological disorder where people confuse like mm. you can't recognize faces, mm-hmm. and so they like confuse people and things for objects. Oh, you can dear. confuse a person for a coffee table. You know, you spill coffee on someone. You know, but you give them three yeah. degree burns, and so the guy gets off. I mean, obviously, it's a very odd comedic case in the way that it's presented because it's on this TV on show. Allie but McBeal, yeah, right. I think it. I think to hear it kind of lends itself to that because it's like clearly the guy is not a murderer. You know, he obviously just was like kicking a soccer ball. And Hmm. it it was just, it's an interesting. Yeah, um, that is very interesting. And it is true. There are people who have this. But anyway. That makes sense, yeah. 
In a little over three weeks' time, Francis was pardoned by the Crown wow. on the condition that he remain in prison for one year. Hmm. This case shone a light on very important legal issue. At the time, there was no available defense for someone who believes in good faith that their violent actions are necessary, even if they are mistaken about the situation. A simple example is Meg sees Darren pull a gun on John. I love that we're just like always thinking I'm killing you. With yeah, a gun, you're always killing me. That's fine. Simple example. Meg sees Darren pull a gun on John and thinks she's about to shoot him. To defend John, Meg shoots and kills me. But it turns out, John and me, we were rehearsing a play, and Darren's gun was, my my gun was a toy. Okay. Whoops. So she (laughs) kills me by accident. Right. And under the legal system as it existed, Megan could be convicted of murder, even if she genuinely believed she was protecting John. Yes. So that's really what we're talking about here. In the same case of just the wife, you know, the soccer ball and the kicking. It, yeah. It, intent absolutely matters. But I think, I think the result is still the same. And when the result is still the same, a.k.a. someone dies, someone gets yeah, murdered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has to play into it too. Right. And I, I agree. This, this remained a legal issue in the court system until 1983. Oh my God. 180 years later. Like, within the realm of our lifetime, yes, essentially. yeah. With the case of R versus Williams, mm. and in his case, the courts held that a mistake of fact can be a criminal defense if the defendant genuinely believed his or her error to be true, which obviously Megan did in this, yes, in this, in this scenario. Case, yep. However, Thomas's death and Francis' imprisonment did not rid Hammersmith of its ghost. Mm. And soon after the trial ended, a shoemaker named John Graham came forward to confess that he was, in fact, <sighs> the Hammersmith ghost. Those guys, you got to look out for guys named John, I'll tell you. Okay, but I feel like John should have his death on his I agree, now. yeah. Well, John decided to put on his white sheet and terrorize the town in an effort to seek revenge on some of his own apprentice- apprentices after they had frightened his children by telling them ghost stories. Now you think about people listening to this show, like the thousands and thousands of people that listen to our show, like they love a ghost story. Um, for a while, this set rumors of an actual ghost at bay. However... A few years later, in 1824, new sightings of the Hammersmith ghost cropped up, and this time the ghost could breathe fire, Darren. What? What is this, Game of Thrones? Sightings of the ghost continued until the eight, through until the 1830s when a different monster named Springheel Jack replaced him as a popular local urban I mean, legend. Springheel Jack, doesn't that... It's a bit Just much. Jack. Yeah, just Jack, doesn't, yeah. It's doesn't a little, it seem a little... A little gay. It's fine. A little gay. It's it's actually yeah it's Sean Hayes that's that's spring healed that's all I'm saying that's, it's a just, it's a lot it's just, yeah yeah it's, it's, it's well however the Hammersmith <laughs> ghost never left the town for good in 1862 Charles Dickens co-founded the Ghost Club which meets at the Black Lion Inn in Hammersmith every Saturday night to this day so what? that's pretty fascinating if anyone's listening. We- have to we go to must that. go to that in Hammersmith. We must. We simply must. We simply must. In a 2004 interview with BBC, the Black Lion's current landlord, Kevin Sheehy, stated, quote, We do have some strange goings on in the pub. The chef lives upstairs and has been woken up half a dozen times by someone speaking his name. But there was no one there, end quote. Which, by the way, I have not experienced anything like that. But if I ever did, I would just simply die. Um, well, I was going to say, I certainly wouldn't, like, continue sleeping up there no. half a dozen times. I'd be like, bye. No, I'm done here at the Black Lion Inn. Bye. See you later. Yes. Hammersmith villagers believe that the ghost returns to the town every 50 years or so, with the last visit on record being July 1955. So, 
I don't know. There's a lot of craziness here. I mean, it's it is sad. There's there's murder involved and even death by fright. Uh, in, We're gonna have the... to wait another thirty. Yeah, clearly the they didn't come there? in two thousand five. No, so okay. another fifty years, two thousand fifty five. All right, we'll we'll be on episode like nine thousand. Seems too easy to say fifty years or so, and why that? You right, know, I just... know it's a little bit too perfect. It's fun. It's fun folklore, but right, I agree. But either way, yeah. someone did die tragically, and it did result in an observation and anal- analysis of, uh, you know, this law in this case for one hundred and eighty years, actually. So that's kind of fascinating. Yes, for, for it the... really is, and it's it's also an interesting moral issue of just mm-hmm. you know how much intention should matter, and if you are genuinely mistaken, yeah. You know, I don't believe that you should be put away forever because clearly I, I, I do think that if you're put away forever, it might make you a murderer as opposed to <laughs> yeah, preventing really. one in a lot of ways. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. let Great us, case, though. It was a very interesting case. Yeah, let us know what you guys think on, on Facebook, Instagram. This one was – let us know – if you've seen ghosts, yeah, I do want to know what people. Curious think about what that. they look like on your end. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be very, very fun. And yeah, let us know. Keep us posted. That's right. Let's get to some listener shoutouts, Darren. There were lots of responses to you being on the Gabby Petito special, and quite frankly, oh, guys, nice. this all really came together within what, Darren, a week and a half, two weeks. Like we've been working on it pretty much nonstop. Pretty much. And um, so I saw one person was like, why didn't we know about this? And it was just, you know, it came together quickly. And that's the joy of of true crime, you know, like being able to put these put these cases together and television shows so quickly i think that's it makes for fun television at least well when we have you on our side honey, oh, what can i good. say um judy in our facebook group said oh my god i'm in love i started screaming when dad aka mamacita came out mm. on the show that she's talking about you darren um this is Judy in our Facebook group. Tegan says, I am obsessed with that sexy black jacket. You were very, you looked oh. very good. Oh. Barbara said, quote, I watched, loved everything she said. Very important. And I want to just round out my own little comment here because, Darren, I thought you had some of the best and most interesting conversation on the show. And you were so, like, calm, cool, Thank and collected. You. So great job. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all the nice um just interaction that I've had with everyone for it. I really appreciate everyone watching, you know, couldn't have done it with, without the entire ID team and John, of course, and space station. But yeah. you know, some of the, I just want to say that some, I only got a little bit of pushback just thinking that maybe I was a little too soft on the Brian <laughs> side of things with this, yeah. which I understand of course, because I feel like I might be the only one in the court of public opinion. Who's maybe offering that opinion, but it's, it's not necessarily that I think that he didn't do it or anything. I just like the courts to kind of decide. Yeah. I, I, I want to let our justice system be our justice system. And obviously I know that the court of public opinion has kind of already sealed the deal with Brian. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it mm-hmm. or that it's yeah, not yeah. accurate. I just innocent until proven guilty. That matters to me. And I think it should matter to more people. I and agree. I'm not saying that he's doing himself any favors with this either, but Definitely I do not. think, um, that at least I think needs to be said more. Yeah. And we were to, you know, for you guys listening, we were discussing right before we started recording today that the, the court of law and the justice system and being tried is such an important step towards not making sure that innocent people don't get locked up because it's so easy to, to point all the fingers in one direction. But I mean, let's be honest, there could be, there could be a scenario where maybe a random murderer, you know, bum rushed the two of them 
murdered Gabby and ran away. I mean, we don't know any of these details yet, you know? Right. And listen, I I understand that the autopsy came out. Strangulation, obviously not a good sign. It wasn't like, you know, she was poisoned by something, which would obviously... But I just... Court and opinions and these things really matter. And I'd like to think that if it was my brother or father or son Mm -hmm. or friend... Um, you know, we're all human beings and we all deserve due process, That's even it, if yeah. we're terrible, horrible people, That's you true. know, that was my point. So Fair enough. anyway, thank yep. you to all of you for listening. And I wanted to shout out because she, um, bought a cameo from me and I did it today oh. and I told her that, uh, we would shout her out because John, I feel like you need to get on cameo. Yeah, someone said that in our Facebook group recently. So you got to get on it. I think I'm sure it'd be wildly popular, but I wanted to <laughs> shout out to Raylia, which is a really cool, cool name. name. Yeah. And I said to her, and I don't want to say everything I said to her okay. because obviously like she paid for the cameo, right. but my mom's last name is Ryla. Oh, and R-A-I-L-A and no one can pronounce it because it looks like Rayla. Right. And so she like phonetically wrote out Raylia to me because it's spelled in a different way and I was just like Raylia, Ryla, like very pretty. Interesting. Just very, very pretty. So. And I've never heard either of those names, both your mom and this person. They have really nice, pretty names. How cool. Very pretty. Yeah, my mom's is Lithuanian, so that's why it's kind of uh, okay. not phonetically spelled uh, correctly. But, Got it. Uh, um, yeah. I will potentially be getting on Cameo. Thank you to those of you who have expressed interest. I think someone may have posted your Cameo in the group, and then I guess it sparked some conversation. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I want to, but I, like, I'm not that famous. So I don't really want people. Right, but it's like even if you yeah, get one person, it like, makes their day, right? So it's worth it. Yeah. Well, right, and it's. Okay. I mean, right. you know, I just a, just a thought. There's yep. no downside for you. That's true. You're right. Yeah. There's that's, that's outside of point. time sometimes. <laughs> right. You know, but like I think you got it. I've got some it, time. So. I've got some time. Yes. On my hands. I'm up all hours of the night. But anyway. That you are, my yeah. love. Um. All right. You got to thank Megan. Yes, we must uh, shout out and say thank you to Megan. Let's do it. We simply must. One, two, three. Thanks, Thanks Megan. Thanks, Megan. You're the ghost. I can't believe she killed me for you. That's I'm gonna right. Have I'm going to have strong words with Megan Thank after you, this. Thank you, Megan, for saving strong my Strong words ass. that she used me as the killer in the example, and then Megan kills me. It's just like there's clearly passive aggressiveness We'll have to bring her on. We'll on her end. Yeah, yeah, I think we should bring her on next episode to just clarify That's what right. she meant by that example. Okay. All right, we'll try yeah. to get Megan on next week's episode. Until then, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.